When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Get ready for the Christmas period with a free case of craft beer from Beer 52. And right now, listeners can get two extra free beers, making it 10 free beers. All you need to do is go to beer52.com slash spurs and just cover the $5.95 for the postage. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Every month's case has a different theme. Past themes have included beer for New Zealand, South Africa, Korea and all over the USA and Europe. If dark beer is not your thing, you can simply choose the light option and your case will come with the award-winning beer magazine ferment and a tasty snack. Don't worry, though, if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time. Go to beer52.com slash spurs to get your case of 10 beers for $5.95. That's beer52.com slash spurs. Welcome to this week's episode of The Spurs Show. Mike Lee here. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, finally, this annoying international break is over. I can't stand them. Apparently, there's no England games now until next March. So that's good news. But uh, it was obviously Tottenham-themed. We're going to talk about that. We've got three wonderful guests tonight. Delighted to have the two making their debuts. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to tell that. We have some quality broadcasters, journalists, far, far more highbrow than the normal lot we get on this show. Firstly, making his debut, I, I, I've, I've loved this, this man's voice for many, many years uh, from BBC London, one of the main London football presenters, correspondents. Nick Godwin is here. How are you, Nick? Hi there, Mike. Yeah, great. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you very much indeed for asking me. Oh, it's, it, it, it's lovely to, to, to get you on the show. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about your uh, professional life with Tottenham, the highs and lows of having to <laughs> follow us around the country. And also delighted, delighted, also making a debut from the I, the independent. I think well, I still call it the independent, the I. They made it young and trendy now for the kids. Clearly, most people can't write the word independent, maybe. And the author of the 
brilliant new book, Tottenham from the Lane, the story of Spurs in N17. Uh, Pitch Publishing, who've published many wonderful Tottenham books over the years. Kat Lucas is here. How are you, Kat? Yeah, good. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Oh, pleasure. An absolute pleasure. We're going to talk about your book later on, which I absolutely loved. I literally couldn't put it down. Kids put super glue over my hands. Hey, come on. He's here all week. Try the real. Paul, now let's... Uh, Paul, it's lovely to have you. Paul Coit is also here. That was yeah, his, yeah. You his, don't his, give me an intro like you gave the other two. You know what? Because I see you. Because I see you. I forget. Oh, Paul. Yeah. I'm not. I'm the only non-professional here. In fairness, <laughs> I just saw you and just. Oh no, I am. You're, too. you're, you're part of the furniture, Paul. You're part of the furniture. <laughs> right. Uh, Paul, it's lovely to have you. You're back on the show. Uh, and how have you been this week? All good, Paul? Uh, yeah, all good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry's been good. Everything's good. So, yeah, I think we're all very happy. I've seen you've been trending on Twitter this week with the Bring Back Coity campaign. <laughs> have I? Okay. I'm just scared that someone's going to go, this is you, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's but, not you know, me, it did say set up much. by yeah. Paul Coit, which is a <laughs> yeah, bit yeah. of a giveaway. Yeah, no, it was a bit of a giveaway. Funnily enough, it, it's... Um, <laughs> Uh, Nick will probably uh, find this funny because I remember in what we worked together a long time ago and this is uh, BBC London and I remember thinking I'm just not getting a decent show here you know I was I was the show I was doing I really want so it was the early days of email and I decided to try and rig something and say oh you know I was doing a show with Roland River on at the time and saying oh yeah this show with Roland's fantastic wrote this big thing but then I forgot to change the name at the top it was from me and the boss I guess still get hot thinking about it and the boss sent me this email going thanks very much for the email and I went what are you talking about yeah and I realized oh god how embarrassing oh yeah I didn't go down it's amazing you, after that you still had a career. Incredible. I did. That was fine quite soon afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Quite incredible. Nick, let, let's start with you. Uh, we're obviously going to talk about Harry Kane, the records he's breaking, but we like to ask people and their first show. Nick, can you remember your first Spurs game, your first time, uh, either professionally or, 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 or as a youngster, seeing I, Tottenham? I think my first game was a... Uh, thank you very much again for a wonderful introduction. It's great to be here. Um I think my first game I remember covering from a Tottenham as a, as a, as a sports reporter was mm. a Tottenham game in the early uh, 2000s. I think it might have okay. been on New Year's Day. Um, right. And I think it was against either Newcastle or Blackburn. That, oh, and, and, um, that it sounds was like kind, an awful one already. It was kind <laughs> of... <laughs> Sweating yeah. vodka, I mean, showing I was, up at the stadium. Oh, God. At, at that point, I think I was still working with Paul at this point, I was just happy to be in work. And they said, do you right. want to go to Spurs on New Year's Day? And I said, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I do. No one I, else did. I'd never no been, one else. Midday I'd never, kickoff. Oh. I'd never been to White Hart Lane. I assumed there was a handy tube station nearby. <laughs> I was horribly confused by being dumped out at Seven Sisters and going, you know... Oh, what do I do? What do I do next? You know, another, um, you know, forty-minute walk later, I kind of worked out what was going on. So that was my first professional experience. First wow. time I ever saw Tottenham Hotspur in the flesh was uh, back in the early nineties, as I was brought up in Ipswich, mm. and my um, I got I went to see Ipswich play Tottenham um, in the the first ever Premier League season. It was because Ipswich got wow. won, the, yeah. won the second division in ninety one ninety two, mm. and it was a one all draw. And I saw Jason Cundy score from the halfway line. Oh, yeah. famous goal! And, and I'm actually. That. If, 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 I think I'm in the club video, the video they turned out at the end of the wow. season, because I was only about 15 feet away from 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 the speculative effort that, mm. that went over <laughs> went over went over six foot five Craig Forrest's head, um, wow. and uh, and yeah, so that was my that was my first real run in um, uh, uh, with Spurs. I think it's fair to say, yeah, no, it was uh, it was a, a, a it was quite an introduction. 
clearly no memory of the score for the All Professional game. Uh, no, the Professional game, I can't remember. It was kind of, the, the, the Glenn Hoddle thing was kind of, as, as a manager, was right. kind of starting to, to, to run its course at that point. So no, I, I don't remember what actually happened, to be perfectly honest with you, but um, but but but, but there, there, there we are. Kat, let's ask you, can you remember your, your first, first time seeing Tottenham play live? I can. I haven't blocked it out for some reason. It was, it was a pre-season, it would have been, and it was Inter Milan, um, which isn't as exciting as it sounds. I think I thought it was, and I was like, oh, this is a big thing. And it was Team Utanio scored twice. Yes. And I was like, this is fantastic. Obafemi Martins um, mm. was playing for Inter. And I think that's about it. But I vaguely, I vaguely remember that one. And we did a show sort of during lockdown, pre-season called Top 10 Tottenham. And I'm sure this one came up because it was someone else's first game. Yeah, it must have been. And I think it was one of the ones where they wheeled out Ledley and he... Right. And I think he made his knee significantly worse that day. <laughs> I mean, in a way, it was quite a historic uh, day in, in its own in its own sense. But yeah. then I saw Paul Coit, never looked back. Thought this is fantastic. It was the half oh, catch. for me. The half time, I just thought, yeah, this is it. And fifteen years on, hook, line, and sinker. Exactly. She's, she's made a fantastic debut on the show, by the way. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed. I think she's been absolutely magnificent. You're my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> You're my favourite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Paul, let, let's quickly talk. We've got to talk about uh, Harry Kane. Uh, incredible. I mean, I, I normally wouldn't watch um, San Marino versus yeah, me England. Too. Uh, but I did. I've certainly watched the first half. Incredible record, isn't it? I mean, he's he's going to break... He's, he's going to break the record, let's be honest, unless something awful happens. I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm taking so much stick over talking about Harry Kane. And from fact, if, if I do talk sport and I've done some stuff on GB News talking about doing sport on there, and if I mention Harry Kane, honestly, the, 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 the pelters, it's like, oh, well, it's only Albania. Oh, it's only San Marino. Oh, my mother-in-law could do that. I could have... It's just, I just don't get it why people just hate Harry Kane so much. Because, okay... You know, we're, we're, we all love Harry and we're Spurs fans and we'll probably be a bit biased, but the, God, the kid's unbelievable. I mean, the, 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 just look at the record. Look at it compared to everybody else, the amount of games he's played, to the amount of goals he's scored. Every other goal scorer, they've played against the Minnows as well. It's the same thing works across England careers, but he takes so much stick. And, and, I just th- and, and I think the most exciting thing for me and probably for a lot of us as well was the fact that we need him to be back on form again. And that showed something and it shows the fire still there. And, um, and you know, I, I don't want to get to you previously. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but under Conti, I've, and, and I know how he felt about Mourinho because he wants to be managed by a top world-class manager. So I'm, you know, I'm very, very hopeful. And I just thought he was great. And you can't knock him because he did, he did his job out there. It doesn't matter who he's playing against and he scored goals. If it was that easy, wouldn't they all go out and score five goals? But this is it. Nick, I think what people kind of forget when you play these teams who, in fairness, have been in European World Cup competitions for a long time, they do set themselves up. It's literally every man behind the ball. And they are actually quite difficult to break down, contrary to what you kind of think beforehand. But, I mean, he he, he finds the net against the best teams in his record in, in, in major competitions is, is, is incredible. How could anyone knock him? Is that sort of jealousy thing? Is that kind of general hatred of Tottenham 
by sort of a lot of other supporters. What do you think it is, Nick? Everybody wants to have Harry Kane in their team because, <laughs> exactly. you, you know, I mean, you just would, wouldn't you? Because of the of the, of the records and the and as I said, the goals in the big games. What I think is very interesting um, is, uh, you know, you can't. No one can win if you're an England player. And if you're Harry Kane in particular against San Marino, you know, you have to score. If he hadn't scored all those goals, people would probably have said it was only San Marino. He probably should have got half a dozen. And so, you know, he 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 can't win on that front. But I agree with you that that England strikers, England goal scorers should be defined almost exclusively on how many goals they score score at major tournaments. Um, You know, how many goals they score against, you know, they could have played a third string England team the other night and won three nil, you know, we'd have got the job done. Who cares? And you grade Harry Kane for me on how many goals he scored in world cups and European championships. And he scored loads. Uh, He scored vital ones. It's exactly the same as Gary Lineker. You know, he scored 10 goals at World Cups. That is that, you know, all the rest actually were are, are incidental, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. All, you know, as a fan of um, football and hoping the England team do well and loving and having had a rather varied relationship with the England team over my adult life, I think it's fair to say all I really care about is what goes on in those wonderful summer tournaments when, you know, we pit our wits against the best in the world and we often come up short and sometimes we have really, really brilliant moments. And actually Harry Kane has been responsible for for those brilliant moments. And so, as I said, he can't win against Albania and, and, and San Marino. People are going to do what they're going to do, but you cannot fault him in the same way as I have to say, you can fault other England goals, England strikers over the course of the last 25, 30 years. You can't fault Gary Lineker and you can't fault Harry Kane. Simple as that. If you ask me. Can I, can I ask you, ask you a question? And, and, and the thing is what I'm trying to work out. What's the reason? Is it because, because they love to go, Oh, he's a diver. He's a cheat. He's this. <laughs> I mean, what is the, the actual reason that they dislike Harry Kane so much? Do you think apart from the obvious, which is the fact that he's the best striker in the league? It's because he, well, I think it's because he scores against the big. T- well, until recently, you know, he has always been that 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 you know the bet noir of of those of those big teams. And it's kind of like, I think it's a defense mechanism, isn't it? Mm. Um, you know, you if if he scores against Liverpool, if he scores against Manchester United, if he scores against the other big teams, the only thing you can do is really kind of attack him and say well, we we wouldn't we wouldn't want him anyway. Um, every, any football, <laughs> he has pl- he's played so many games for Spurs already. Every footballer is going to do things. You know, people don't like the way he backs into people, throws himself to the ground. There's this, you know... It's only Luis Suarez, is he? I mean, really, yeah, when it comes to gamesmanship. Show me a footballer who hasn't done... It, yeah, it hasn't it hasn't got that if you play for a Premier League team in the, the raises spotlight like that uh, for, you know, as, as long as he has. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's mainly jealousy. Um, yeah. He's a decent guy. He's a really good guy and that's what really cat do i mean i, I you know i cat i mean you know for example i hate arsenal uh I, I loathe quite a few teams but if if their players are playing for england i will support them i'll cheer them surely when you're supporting your national team you shouldn't be going oh it's only san marino it's only only this team it's just a bit strange isn't it it is bizarre i think like you said like nick says you know that he's won a golden boot and i think even the golden boot at, at the World Cup, people said, oh, well, it's, it was all penalties or one came off the heel. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would like to know what at what point, you know, when when he inevitably is, all, you know, the all-time England goal, leading goal scorer, then would that be enough? Would people say, OK, you know what, fair enough? Or, I don't know, it's, it's odd. I don't know if it's kind of one of these age of Twitter things, you know, that people have kind of piled onto, but... Yeah, I, I don't know, I, and I do suspect it's kind of a, a Spurs thing as well that he is. Is there's so many kind of easy sticks to beat him with? You know, oh, what's he won? But 
it's not about that ultimately it's about his personal milestones in this in this context so but yeah it's a it's bizarre that people don't seem to to want the England captain to score goals is, is there something in Spurs shouldn't have nice things <laughs> is there- is there something in that? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Is there, it's kind of like it doesn't make sense to football fans, perhaps raised in the last, you know, 20, 30 years, that, you know, the linchpin of England's attacking um, uh, offering is the, the top, a Tottenham player. You know, it should be, a, you know, a player from one of the, uh, you know, Arsenal, Chelsea, or one of the big northern Clubs, uh, City, Manchester United, Liverpool. You know, it doesn't quite and 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 fo- the, the kind of football club fans that you're talking about, Cat, that are very active on social media, are just kind of like that doesn't make sense to us in the way in the in the way that we feel the football world should be ordered. That's not quite right. Maybe I'm. Um, maybe I'm. It's, it's like the it's like the booing thing. It was it was the booing thing, and because such a big deal was made about Harry Kane getting booed by his own fans, which you know I was there as well, but. Was he really booed by Spurs fans? Him actually as a player, it was, and it was like, oh, you know, they were like, and, and it wasn't. And but everybody had to jump on that. Oh, Spurs, oh, Spurs fans are booing Harry Kane. And I, I honestly don't think that was truly the case. Do you? Mm. I, I, I don't think so. Well, look, let, let, let's let's go to a very, very quick break, uh, and when we come back, um, we're going to chat about this wonderful new book, Tottenham from the Lane. Back in a couple of minutes. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back from the break. Um, Just to remind everyone out there, thank you so much for the feedback from our show last week with Glenn Hoddle. If you haven't listened to our show with God, uh, listen to it. It's well worth uh, listening to. Uh, For exclusive premium content, including a daily show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Spurs show, support the show in the process. Uh, Don't forget, it's coming up just a Monday, December the 6th, our big Christmas show at the 100 Club with Martin Chivers, Alan Mullery, Pat Jennings, John Pratt, Steve Perman, Phil Bill to commemorate the 50th anniversary of us becoming the first British club to win two major European trophies. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful night. There's literally, literally a handful of tickets left and some uh, dinners uh, with the players after the uh, Q&A up for grabs. Go to eximus.spurshow.net. And also the lovely Ronnie Kidd's got an evening on Saturday, the 4th of December, in the City of London with Terry Naylor and a comedian in a dinner uh, go to eventbrite.com and search Spurs Xmas Jolly Jolly Up Mill. Spurs Xmas Jolly Up Mill. Right, Kat, um, your book, Tottenham from the Lane, what I loved about it, and, and firstly, there's obviously been 
other books uh, looking at the history of, of the ground, history of Tottenham. What I love about this one, a lot of the other ones, don't get me wrong, are beautiful books, but they're sort of like coffee table books. Very kind of, you, you almost don't want to touch them because they're so, so nice. What I love about this book, it's like a proper book that you sit on the tube. I, I did it in one sitting. Really well researched, you know. Uh, okay, I'm a Tottenham anorak, so there's stuff I knew in there, but stuff in there I didn't know about. It. How, how did the book come about? Why did you want to write it? Well, I think it's partly, um, I suppose it's two things. Like most people, it's a it's a family thing that, you know, you, you get forced into supporting Spurs from a young age. It's probably <laughs> some form of abuse nowadays. Um, <laughs> but it also, I think it's it's kind of timely because with, with the new stadium and and I, I suppose uh, a few other elements, there's, there's that sense that elements of the old Spurs and the old White Hart Lane are perhaps being lost slightly. Um, and I suppose there's there's an element of... You may, you mentioned there the, the double pool. Um, it occurred to me, not having been alive at the time, how little I knew about it. And although I knew kind of all the stats and, you know, this is what happened on this game, this is what happened at the FA Cup final, I had absolutely no idea what it was like being in Tottenham or being a Tottenham fan in 1961. So that was kind of... And that the more people I spoke to, the more people wanted to kind of give those tales of, yeah, this is what it was like on the night that we beat Sheffield Wednesday and we went out onto to Tottenham High Road. And I just thought, you know, what a pity if that that sort of thing's lost. And then, and I suppose the other element is that we're inclined to see Tottenham the club and then Tottenham the place. And we don't kind of see them as how they, they go alongside one another. Again, which is a pity, whether it's in 1882 or, or now, or even sort of 10 years ago when you had what happened in the summer of 2011 and, you know, the riots and people kind of thought of that, oh, that's happening in Tottenham, but they, it's almost, it's nothing to do with the football club. And I think that's not necessarily the case. So, um, yeah, I suppose it's just kind of putting all those elements together, hopefully. Mm. I mean, there's a great early, I mean, some of the early stuff, you know, like Northumberland Park, I'd never heard about the two groups of fans that followed us, the Barker's Bulldogs and the Simmons Greyhounds, who you effectively say were early Tottenham hooligans in, <laughs> in the 1880s. I mean, it's extraordinary. How did you find out about them? Yeah, it's a bit of a bizarre case, isn't it? Because they're, they're all kind of schoolboys. So you've got these, <laughs> <laughs> essentially, all these kids just kicking off at the football. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's how I suppose that's hopefully you wouldn't you wouldn't get that now. But it, so hold on, they were they were all Spurs fans, were they? But they were just rival gangs. No, so they were local boys. Right. So you had two local schools who were kind of uh, you know peaky blinder them. types. Yeah, yeah, these kind of peaky early early peaky blinders <laughs> with the caps. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so some of them were were Spurs supporters, and others were not Spurs supporters. Uh, kind of took objection to a lot of the the players who were seen as quite middle class, a little bit more well-to-do um, and would essentially just turn up to, to Spurs games with a load of turnips and start pelting them. <laughs> <laughs> turnips! I'd yeah, like to see... Well, you don't get turnips these days, do you? No, football's not what it used to be, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't let you in. What I like about it as, as well, Kat, is, as you just said there, you do talk about the area. You do talk about how the area changed over the years. There's been, obviously, because of where it is, you know, various, you know, immigrants from, from around the world coming in there and making it their own. And what I love about near the end of the book, you, you talk about other London clubs uh, and now whereby, whether it's West Ham or Arsenal, a tourist could easily just jump, you know, get off a tube. Nick mentioned the tube earlier on his first time. Get off, wander in, you know, oh, there's a great stadium. Tottenham, you, you it's a destination. You don't end up in Tottenham just... 
you know, out of out of luck. And that's kind of what I think Spurs fans have always had over the years. It has been this little, you know, largely not, certainly in my lifetime, not a particularly nice area, uh, obviously changing now. And I think we've all kind of, was has been a sort of badge of honour for a lot of fans, isn't it? Yeah, and I suspect that people would miss it. You know, that yeah. getting off Seven Sisters and then like the 30-minute you know, <laughs> down the high. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoy that. Like, imagine just getting there and you're there. You know, that's, that's part of the um, kind of like the routine. You know, you get off and then you've got all the pubs on the way and you can stop and have about five, six pints mm. every 10 minutes and, yeah. and eventually you get to the stadium and watch some football it's not fun when you're running late and it's a midweek game and you're <gasps> <gasps> running down from the tube station no buses then then, <laughs> then it can be a little bit little bit tough you know um where can people get the book where, where's the best place for you to people go to go and buy it uh, so it's online so it's in you can get it on waterstones i think right. myths and uh-huh. i think amazon as well Okay, we will put a link in the description of the show so people can literally click on the link and get Tottenham from the Lane, the story of the Spurs in N17. It's, it, I think it's like just over 200 pages. You'll literally read it. If you get it for Christmas, you're going to read it after lunch on Christmas Day before, you, before you're not off. Oh, I'm all over it. It sounds fantastic. It, it's a perfect, really, book. And, uh, yeah, for those with the uh, short attention span, it's the, yeah. <laughs> the ideal Spurs book. That's how I'm going to market it. Oh, no, and, and, and again, as you sort of touched on as well, for sort of younger listeners younger fans of the club who don't know all the history you just think i i can't go through all these books and whatever it you you really do get you, you kind of learn it all in 200 pages i think which is which is really nice as well um right um we just very very quickly um i went to the you see spurs women um at the weekend did anyone watch watch the game on on telly yeah i did yeah wasn't it matt wasn't it fantastic it was a great game yeah yeah it was Spurs, wasn't it? Right at the oh. end again. I mean, oh even you know, men, women, men, women they yeah. still they still love the last minute equaliser, don't they? I know. You know? Uh, it was great. They were even in that position, though, wasn't it? I mean, Spurs really yeah. Arsenal are one of the great power, um, you know, powers of the women's game, and Tottenham gave them an almighty run for their money, and they they do that. Spurs women, they're kind of shredding reputations, which yeah. is uh, a good thing. <laughs> what was the What was the score that there was the game? There was the first game at um, at the new stadium. I went to that one as well. Wasn't it about four or five? It was no. I think I'm we sure. should have kept it. I think we kept it kind of conservative in the end. We, we start, played well first half. Should have scored in that one. Then they got two quick goals, and that was it. Then we lost them four-one this season in a cup game. But it was so weird going there. There was nearly three thousand fans there, and it was so weird. It's my first sort of Tottenham Arsenal experience where all the fans, being Barnet Football Club, there's a lot of goonies in that area. Yeah. So there was a lot of your typical knuckle-dragging <laughs> goon of filth there who were quite horrible and sort of <laughs> effing and blind. I went with my three young daughters and, you know, I, 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 there was a lot of tutting from me. From some yeah. of them, a lot of tutting. Yeah, yeah. I eventually moved behind the goal where we actually scored the goal and, and, and speaking to some of the Spurs players afterwards, they were absolutely gutted not to have finally uh, beaten them. So again, anyone out there that hasn't gone to see them, go, 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 you know, if you, especially if you've got a family. It's like three quid for kids. Go and have a look at them. Nick, let's just ask you again about your professional life. What are your kind of standout memories of being home and away with Tottenham and reporting on certain games? Any ones that sort of stand out? Uh, gosh, I think um, if, if I'm allowed a, fav- a, a, a favourite era, I suppose, that, that, that you know, I, I go back to say that the, the, the 
towards the end of the of the Glen Hoddle uh, uh, period, and then and then since then, and obviously the Pochettino times were astonishing. The players, the, the football matches, you know, um, I, the 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 first day of the new Tottenham Stadium will live with me for good because you know uh, it was. The fact that you were even there, I mean, it was it was like a futuristic experience. I felt like I'd gone to a different country, almost a different planet. Um, also tinged with concern because, as, as Paul will definitely know, and, and you may know as well, um, new football stadiums don't always operate entirely um, snaggle-free. Uh, and we were a bit concerned about the technical side of it. So when the lights came on and we were broadcasting, that was, a, that was an enormous relief. So, yes, I'd say that. that um, but I, I really... I still hold something of a, of a torch for the Martin Yole times because mm, I, 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 I mm. pers- personally, I feel that there is kind of pre-Yole and post-Yole and post-Yole expectations off the charts, much, much higher. Everyone got a taste of it in that, in that brilliant season um, where they really gave the top four a run for their money. And, and since then, every other manager has been kind of measured on that scale. Um, so, yes, I, I would say that if, if it was to... You know, I, I was fortunate enough to go on some wonderful European trips with Martin Yol as well, who was such a great manager to interview. So honest to the point of being blunt at times. <laughs> um, you know, and and I remember the winner in Braga again. Funny the oh, things yeah. you recall. You know, the game kicked off at like ten o'clock at night. British time. We were on air, and Robbie Keane scored the winner in like the ninety-third minute at about midnight. And my <laughs> new, my and the first and the, all the newspaper first question to Martin Yol, you said your football team have absolutely no regard for newspaper print deadlines. <laughs> um, so just the things you, that they, yeah, I love those days because it was so adventurous. Have you noticed over the years, Nick? Over the years. The access to players, the access you get now, it's such a multimedia event now. Have you noticed even in that sort of, what, 20 odd years? Yeah how it's changed it's definitely changed i think the problem is now we have to talk through the lens of the pandemic because everything changed then and we haven't even the the the, um access that we had previously is much much more limited now because of the pandemic however however that's that's kind of separate but yes obviously when i started covering tottenham there was enormous interest they were a, a, a colossal london football club but now globally it's it's you know there is just interest and excitement and and noise uh, from all over the world, uh, and you know, we have to uh, find a place w- within all that. Um, uh, and, but yes, I mean, in, in the you know, I, I can still just about remember the days where uh, you know, if Ledley King happened to be passing, and you sort of said, "Oh, is it right if we have a, a quick word?" You know, and you do a nice five minutes and come out and say, "Well, Ledley was on good form as ever." Um, whereas now that even before the pandemic, you know, you, you can't, you know, just happen to speak to the Tottenham captain like that. It's, uh, uh, it's very different European games because you still, you, you used to have these mix zones, which are, uh, are extraordinary things, these European games. So in Barcelona, um, when Spurs qualified, you know, after what happened at the San Siro, you know, you did still get Harry Kane, who was always brilliant with the media, came out, got to speak to him. And that was a fantastic thing. Uh, but nevertheless, there were about 80 people who wanted to speak to him that day. So yeah, it, it is off the scale now in, in a way that you couldn't have imagined 20 years ago. But how often now do, would they recognise you and give you a nod, might even know your name, hi Nick. Or, do, I mean, does that kind of out the window now? I mean, you must have had that 20 years ago. I mean, you know, BBC London was a big deal, you know, every yeah. game as it were. Yes, it, it, yes. It, I think they, um, they're very professional and they're very, very well media trained. Harry is, is the best example of that. And he appreciates really 
really well that the responsibility he carries I, I i don't cover england but i think it's the same with england as well that he is someone who speaks and speaks well for his teammates and to the fans as well um i, I you know i'd love to think that he, he recognizes our faces but we are literally even in the, especially in those those big games we're a wall of uh of people you know and sometimes you know if, if he scored a hat trick or if he's got the bigger he has to do nine ten interviews uh you know after a game which is which is extraordinary the managers have to do an awful lot so it is very difficult you don't have necessarily have that uh, uh you know the kind of connection that that would be advantageous to you as a journalist uh but you would hope um that there is still a link there and again if, you, if you, uh, all these people if you deal with them in the right manner you know more often than not, you're going to get a great story out of them and they're going to speak well. So you've got to just kind of be a bit careful on that front. Who was it, nice, Nick? Can Any names you can mention who were quite aloof or rude nice. to you over the years? You just well, you're not pretty, very nice. It's pretty, it's pretty good no, at Spurs. No one listens to this, so it's No, fine. but it's pretty good at Spurs. You know, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've had things go wrong um, in front of my very eyes um, and then been told afterwards by press officers on no uncertain terms that that wasn't good, was it? That did not go well. Uh, didn't ha- I, I don't think it's ever happened. At- Again, it goes back to Martin Yol. The best exchange I ever had with Martin Yol was, was when he was about to get the boot. And I said to him, and they were playing Arsenal, and I said, do you wish you, um, do you, wish you had the kind of freedom that Arsene Wenger has to, to do what he does? Because it was this point, he was being really kind of boxed in. And he stopped talking for about 20 seconds. And I thought, oh, well. I'm about to get thrown out. Um, I really thought, right, this is it, you know. Um, and 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 he and he kind of he answered the question in the end, and then in the end he went, "That was a really difficult question you asked me," you know. Uh, yeah. But that's about the closest I got to thinking, "Oh dear, this right. is um, this <laughs> is going to be a black mark on my." But he was so brilliant because he actually was just taking the time to think about it. I was thinking, yeah. should I say that? Am I going to get in yeah. trouble if I say that? Um, but yeah, no, at Spurs, they're, they're everyone's pretty warm, and people like Loris and Kane and Vertonghen uh, and Dawson, you know, I, mm. Michael Dawson at, at the Burnabout did like 90 interviews and I was at the end of the row and I was yeah. like, I could just do two minutes. And he was like, yeah, go on then. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, my heart went out to him. I was like, you know, you've just been pumped by Real Madrid. The situation is irretrievable yeah. at yeah. White Hart Lane. You've had to speak to everybody, but you've still yeah. got a couple of minutes for me so I can send that back nice. and people can listen in the morning. So yeah, lots of, I've just, they've all just come back to me. All those Lovely. names of people you think, Oh yeah, great, great to talk. Oh, it's Jan Vita. Oh, brilliant. You know, Aldevarel. Yeah. These are Harry Winks. Brilliant. You know, you know. Just can we have a quick word? Lots and lots of great people who are happy to talk, which is perfect. Lovely. Oh, that's love. Lovely memories. Cat. What? What are you? Let's let's bring it sort of up to date now. Antonio Conte. Uh, what? 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 What were your thoughts when when all of a sudden he joined Tottenham? Were you, were you delighted like the rest of us? I was. Yeah, I was taken aback. I would mm. say. Um, I think the books out. Of- in fact, so that was the only thing. It is, it is, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like I know the, I know Judy Welsh's uh, official biography is also out of date. Yeah, and I think that well. came out quite a few weeks later. And yeah. even I think that's maybe a, an occupational hazard of writing about Spurs that you know within yeah. a fortnight it'll all be out of date. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it's fantastic in that it's the first. I suppose it's slightly you know with Jose, it was a world class manager who wasn't doing it at the moment. Whereas Antonio Conte, I think, was it five titles out of the last seven years or something? It's incredible. It's an incredible record. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I suppose it it depends what the expectation is now. I, I don't know if it's suddenly fireworks or if it takes a bit of time. I think the Everton game perhaps was a bit of a, a wake up call that, you know, there's still a lot to be done. But I think it's fantastic. You know, just even the things you hear about the standards behind the scenes and, you know, how the players have, have felt about him coming in. So it's, it's it's a massive boost. It's a pity, obviously, that it didn't happen in the summer. 
given that he you know and he turned it down and then took it four months later so it feels slightly like there's four months have been wasted (laughs) paul we had um fair enough uh, nick just mentioned michael dawson we had michael dawson on the show a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about the one day ramos era and he sort of said you know when that kitch- when that ketchup was taken off the table, <laughs> yeah, 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 no yeah. ketchup mayonnaise. We yeah. just want our ketchup. We want our brown sauce. It's happening again. I know. It's happening again. The ketchup is gone, isn't it? It's happening all over again, <laughs> and they were all weighed regularly, and they'd all go in high, wouldn't they? Did did he did uh, there was the story? I think Ledley um, tells about the fact that after he was sacked, and on the coach. And I think it was when Harry came in on the coach back from the game, everybody started shoveling in Mars bars and chocolate and everything. They go, look, we can, because there was, because there was this, it's like this contraband that they're taking on these coaches with them. Um, But you know what? If it's happening, yeah, it's, I just want to see, I just want to, it sounds boring and obvious, but I just want to look at Spurs and think they gave absolutely everything. And, and also there's the other thing where, um, it is going to take time because I don't forget. I, I never forget. Speak. I can't. I don't forget. I, I, I can't remember who it was. I was actually talking to. I think it was a couple of players, and it was. Um, and it was doing a man of the match thing, and I think it was Walker. I think it was Carl Walker, and he said, "It's going to take time. You know, it is taking us a while to get used to the whole Pochettino thing because we're not used to this." And that, and he was very honest and saying, "I'm not sure how it's going to go," and but it is taking us. Sometime we're not quite there yet and we're just not used to what he wants us to do. So I think we've got to allow for that and we've got to expect that because we all forget that's what happened with Pochettino. It wasn't a great start. All of a sudden he didn't hit the ground and then we were brilliant. It did mm. take a while and then... It was a dicey moment. It, it really was. Else. And then you get that moment when it clicks and you think, hang on, we're going somewhere now. So we all expect that Conti's going to come in and all of a sudden we're going to go out and it's going to be amazing and they're all going to look fit and they're going to run around. They're all going to play brilliant. Deli Alley's going to come back and be the Deli Alley from like three or four years ago. It ain't going to happen straight away, but it's going to take time. So, I, you know, I, it's a great appointment. You can't argue. It's a fantastic appointment. And if it don't work under him, I don't know where we go. Well, look, let's leave it there for now. Uh, you're back on Friday when we're going to be looking specifically at the Leeds game. Uh, but for now, Nick, thank you so much. Thank you. Kat, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Paul, thank you so much. Until Thanks, Friday, come on, you Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.